Cinderella Field. Yes, that's really my name. Along with your co-host, Sandy Hunter. We are so excited to be here to share some insight about life, love, and relationships. So let's get to it. Hey, Sandy. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. Doing great. Little allergy issues going on. If you hear me sneeze, you'll know why. Yes, if you hear me clear my throat. (laughs) We'll know why. Let's let's see. Where did we wrap up last week? We were talking about a pretty pregnancy. heavy subject, yes. I think. Pregnancy. I mean, I thought about it all week long. Did I really start talking about that? Did I really reveal that part of my life? But one thing I did promise when we sat down and talked about doing this together was being transparent so that we could help other people, right? Yes, absolutely. And I think from the feedback that I have gotten from many, 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 many people, we're on the right track for sure. I would say so. And and mine's been the same. Mm-hmm. And the women that I've heard from, they just wanted to keep coming. So sure. And a lot of them are like, oh my gosh, I felt the same way or I wanted to say the same thing. And now you guys are saying it and it's just like a, a voice out there that's speaking things I've thought all these years. So that's really great. So I think this pregnancy that we were talking about, I, I really think that's something we need to go into a little bit deeper. Well, it happened by accident. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of sort of, no, really. And I'll get to the God part at some point, Mm -hmm. but I do believe this is just what I believe. I believe every child that comes into our lives or our bodies is meant to for a higher purpose. Yes. And it's his purpose because God created life and that's just the truth. Yes. And I just want to get this out of the way before I go into it, because I have been involved in ministries that help people that have gone through an abortion that is biblically based Because I think everyone has the right to heal. Oh, absolutely. And I just, I I don't want to get off into that subject because we need to stay focused on just, you know, I mean, we, we talked about doing unexpected life events. Right. And there are so many women that when that happens to them, when they get pregnant, from having sex outside of marriage. And that's what I talked about was I had sex outside of marriage and it wasn't the first time I had had sex outside of marriage. I mean, it's just still even hard to talk about today because when I was growing up, you really weren't supposed to do that. And it was never talked about. It was never talked about and unexpected. I mean, in unwed pregnancies, was taboo back in 1989 when this happened. It was still taboo. Can you believe that? I do. I do. It just it just wasn't talked about until it seems like in the last 15, 20 years, it's just a normal thing now. But back then, you're correct. It was just something that many people didn't talk much about. And now it's just out in the open. I mean, nobody cares now. No one cares, which I think is a mistake. I mean, I just really do. But it just goes back to where's our moral compass? Right. And where was my moral compass then, too? 
Probably in the same place where mine was. They were probably partying up together. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. I, right. It, you know, I, I experienced sex outside of marriage. Absolutely. You mm-hmm. know, as a, as a young person and the, a the, young woman, the crazy thing about it, and I'm going to tell a little bit off on myself, but thank you. I was probably, well, I know is 18 years old before I really and truly had that first deep experience like that. And heck now I hear 12 and 13 years old. We still throwing rocks at boys at 12 years old. You know what I mean? Right. I can't even imagine the things that I hear now. I was just watching something the other day where a little girl was 13 years old and pregnant. That Mm. is eighth grade. Well, I can't say what I saw at the Women's Center, but you know, I worked at the Women's Center here in Tulsa for almost four years and I was the first point of entry. So, I mean, I loved it. I loved seeing all the babies and moms coming in there. So excited, Mm -hmm. but some moms that came in there, it it was just, it was always a mixed bag. Sure. Sure. But different time, different place for sure. For sure. So I ran into him because I had just broken up with someone that I had just found out I'd been dating that person. This was in July. So I'd been dating that person from January until July, December, January until July, something like that. And thought I was in love with him and then found out he was married. That is eight months. And I think you and a long I, time. Yeah. I think I've told you that story. I did something very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's wrong with men? I did you know? know? Well, why do they do stuff like that? No, because I went to this individual's apartment, never seen nothing that resembled a woman. Other than the fact I look back now and I see all the neatness. I mean, but when you're as young as I was, you never even thought anything about that, but never had a clue. And just by chance, I ended up working with this individual. And she actually, the more I talked about my boyfriend, the more she grew suspicious that I had no idea. And it ended up that I was dating her husband. You've got to be kidding. No, no. And we worked at a Target, one here in, in Tulsa. And it was just astounding. I would go into work. I started talking about a guy that I named, and I'm just going to say his name was Jimmy. I won't say any last names. And you know how you do when you're excited about coming in off the weekend and you went here and you went and you had fun, and you had fun. And, and then you start telling details, cars that he's driven and kind of where he lived and what he did for a living and all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, the person next to you asks you one day when you come in, can we sit down and talk? Sure. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, something's happened at work because you know all the gossip that goes on at work. You know, what's what's going on at work? And she started asking me questions about my boyfriend and just flat out said to me, um, are you dating my husband? Well, she said, I think you are seeing my husband. I well, and I started laughing, which she didn't laugh. So I stopped laughing because I thought she was just messing around with me. And I said, 
surely you're not serious. And then she told me that her husband's name was James. And I never had any inclination at all. Well, did you call him Jimmy? Yes. That's well, she called him James. Guys. Yeah. And that's all I knew him by. Right. And the crazy part is this is even, this is just ballsy. Can we just say that word? Let me just throw it out there. Well, you're the one that was in radio. I don't know if we can or not, but you just did. So I okay, guess so. Okay, there we go. He took me to his parents' house. What? I met his parents. No, you did not. Girl, they never said one single word. Not one single word. Well, you know what? I dare one of my children to do something like that. And both my son and daughter know that I would not tolerate it. Never said a word. So I look back now as an adult and it makes me wonder what he had told them about his marriage. Marriage. You know, maybe he told them. It doesn't matter. I know. But to me, I, I this goes back to, I mean, come on. A marriage is a marriage and a covenant marriage before God. Yes. And back then, especially people were getting married in the church, were they not? Mm-hmm. And you know what was so crazy is one weekend, I'll never forget this. He had me stay at his apartment. Okay. I'm not a snooper. I'm not going to come into your house and go through all your cabinets and your pantries or any of that thing. And I stayed at his house and he left and told me that he had to go out of town and he wanted me to feed his dog. So he said, you can stay here or you can just come in and feed the dog and leave. And I said, well, okay, well, I'll just feed the dog. I didn't feel comfortable just staying in somebody's house overnight, but he wanted me to stay there. I didn't. But I later found out that he, at that moment in time, was in the hospital with his wife having his little baby daughter. What? Yes. And he, I tell you. Yes. Yes. I, if I'm lying, I'm What I'd, is wrong with I people? I don't know. Because she, when she and I finally talked that day at work and we sat down and we compared notes and I bawled my eyes out, she cried and bless her heart. She wasn't angry at me because she know she knew that I honestly had no idea because that was her deal. Well, did you not see anything sitting around? I was like, I'd never seen anything. There was a picture on the wall of him, another guy, and a girl. And he told me that that was he and his sister and her husband. Well, come to find out it was him, his wife, and her, her brother. Her that yeah. you were talking to. Yes, her that I was talking to. But wow. the, the picture was so different. It didn't look like her. I would have never put two and two together. I mean, who would do that? And so it ended up, to make a long story short, she called him and had him come to the store. Oh, my gosh. I hid behind a clothes rack. So he, did he know that you worked at a Target? Yeah, he knew I worked at a Target. The same one that she worked at? Uh, Did he he know? I don't think so. I don't think he ever put two together. Oh, my gosh. So he comes to Target pushing his little girl in the stroller. And we were over by the fitting rooms. And I was hiding behind one of those tall stand-up clothes racks where you hang the clothes back on. Oh, my gosh. And he pushed up. Hey, babe. I could hear him. And I stepped out from around that clothes rack and it looked like a ghost. I mean, I didn't know how to, I can't even explain the expression on his face. And the only thing 
he could say was, I would have been passed out if I had been you. I just couldn't do anything. Oh, I about hyperventilated. I was so mad. I was so angry because this wasn't a one or two month deal. I mean, we had been going out for quite some time. So I was so angry. I couldn't even find the words and I didn't have to because she said everything I could have ever imagined that needed to be said to him and his face. He was shocked. And the only thing he could say is, well, I've been caught. Are you kidding me? That's it. That's all he had to offer. Yeah. And I was, I was humiliated and I was upset and I was upset for her. I was upset because this was a married man. Like you said, I oh, mean, I, was I, 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 could, I could, I couldn't even find the words and I was so young and he was quite a bit older than me. He's about five or six years older than me. So it was just like, I, I, I couldn't even wrap my head around. So he was experienced at probably doing this. Well, evidently he was really good at doing it and was so confident in himself that he sent me to his house. I mean, that's just crazy to me. But, but I mean, I traveled with the person. We had dates during the week. We had dates on the weekend. Mm-hmm. It was just, I mean, I never even thought because, see, I wasn't married. And I just, I didn't think that I would never date anyone while I was married. And I just I couldn't, I mean, I just couldn't wrap my head around that. And, you know, I seen her. When I had my son, me and my first husband, we went down and we went through the social work and had our, we were young and poor as all get out. We went down and had a social worker and went in and filed all the paperwork to have, you know, my, my pregnancy paid for and all the kind of stuff. And she was our social worker. What? She was your social worker? Yes. You mean after that all happened? How was that? Because she was in college. I found out at the time she was working at Target part-time. She was in college. She was working part-time, paying for, she had bought him motorcycles and all kinds. I can't, I can't even tell you. I mean, the story is so long and so in-depth and just, t- it seems fiction. I mean, this is something you would read about in a book. <laughs> you ran into I her ran into her together. Yeah. I ran into her again two years later under that situation. The world is a small place. Yeah. And she basically told me, you know, she said, listen, we're not going to talk about what happened. You were so young because she was older than me. I mean, she was like Mm -hmm. seven or eight years older than me. And she said, you were so young. I could tell by working with you that you had no idea what was going on. And she's like, he's just a pathological liar and we're divorced we're good. And she said, I'm good. She said, I have full custody of my daughter. She was just a matter of fact. And she said, you telling me what you told me was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. So there was, well, see, that's what I was saying. I don't think that there are any accidents really Uh -uh. when it comes to those kind of things. And I mean, that reminds me of a scripture, everything that is hidden in the darkness will eventually sure be brought to light light exactly so to make a long story short that was my experience with that and i did my homework a lot better after that well yes of course yeah. so well i knew that this person that i ran into so i mean within 2 minutes after 
I sent him on his way out the door of Billy Miners because that's where we met usually on Fridays to have a drink and then go to dinner and said, hasta la vista, baby. <laughs> get out of here. Thank you. No, thank you. And then, oh my gosh, how am I going to get over this? You know? Right. And then I heard this other person call my name and that's how that all started. So we really didn't start officially, like, I, I don't know, dating each other because it, I mean, he just pulled this lunch stuff with me and, you know, it was lunch once a week, then twice a week, then more than that a week. And then finally we started going out in the evening on the weekends. And I think that was the end of August or beginning of September. And then November 19th happened. And then I told him I couldn't see him anymore because I thought to myself, I just really need to get myself together. I didn't even get over that one person. And then here I introduce myself to this whole situation. And I knew that he liked me because he had, you know, asked me if I would go to his parents with him for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So I knew that, I mean, he had graduated from college and I just thought to myself, okay, he had a crush on you from the time he was in high school and he's two years younger than I am. And so I just thought I need some time by myself. And eight weeks later, I walk into, you know, the back office of the property that I was on at the time. I was a property leasing director there. Mm -hmm. And one of the ladies that worked with me, I was 26 at the time. She was 42. So she was like, you know, the older woman in my life (laughs) (laughs) that taught me things. So, oh Lord, she was a wild woman. But um, thank goodness I did not take her lead. But um, I just remember this one particular morning, I went to go get everybody's order for their breakfast burritos that these wonderful Hispanic ladies brought in that were so tasty. And they opened up their ice chest and it just was full of steam because those things were hot. And I mean... I had to run off to the restroom and throw my guts up. Oh my gosh. And she, her name was BJ. I don't even know if BJ is even alive anymore, but anyway, she came in to make sure that I was okay. Knocked on the door to make sure that I was okay. She proceeded to go get our burritos. And when I came out, she said, I need to talk to you. I was like, okay. And she said, are you pregnant? I said, heavens no. I mean, I'm taking birth control pills. That could never happen. What are you talking about? And she said, have you had a normal period? I said, well, what do you call normal? (laughs) I said, I don't know. Sometimes I don't have normal periods. I mean, I'm on birth control pills. And she said, you need to get a pregnancy test. Well, Back then they didn't, I I wasn't going to go into any place and buy a pregnancy test. I did what she suggested. I made an appointment with the doctor. I went and had a pregnancy test and I'll never, ever, ever. I know you go, how do you remember those things? I don't even remember what happened yesterday, but I will never forget that phone call as long as I live from that nurse. Wow. 
And I was called to the phone. I picked up the phone and she said, Cinderella? I said, yes. And she said, this is so-and-so. Now, I don't remember her name, but she was the nurse at Dr. Hardy's office. Robert Hardy, I loved him. Oh my God, I had the biggest crush on him. He was just an amazing man and an amazing OBGYN in Fort Worth. But anyway, she said, well, the test was positive. Oh my God. You know what I did? Oh my gosh. (laughs) No, I hung up on her. Oh, I just slammed down the phone (laughs) and I went into the restroom and I locked myself in there and I just started crying. Oh, bless your heart. Yes. Bless my heart. Ha ha ha. No, that's just, I mean, yeah, it was um, unexpected news. Well, it was interesting. And since we're being transparent and all that stuff, I, I mean, remember I told you, or no, I didn't. I, I think I've told you this personally, but I was on birth control pills. Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't understand how that what happened. What was going on? No. Right. And then one evening we were at some sort of event for property management stuff. And BJ was with me and we had been to dinner and I was going to go spend the night at her house. And I started hemorrhaging, plating. And she took me to the emergency room. And then I went to Dr. Hardy's office the next day. And I had lost, I, I, I thought that I had miscarried the entire pregnancy. Well, no, I had not miscarried the entire pregnancy. I had only lost one of the babies because I was pregnant with twins. Oh my gosh. And they were in separate sacks. And I just remember thinking to myself, are you kidding me? It would have been two babies, two babies. Oh my gosh. God knew better, I guess, didn't he? Oh, wow. And so I just remember having that discussion with Dr. Hardy. I just, you know, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And he just said, well, Cinderella, we don't perform abortions and I'm totally against it. And I said, and he said, let me tell you something. He said, I'm just going to tell you something. You're not the first woman to be in this position because I was out and out honest with him about everything because I'm pretty transparent don't you think behind closed doors? Oh, yes. And he said, I promise you, you're going to be just fine. I, mean, I think that's why I had such a big crush on him because he was just, he was not just a fantastic OBGYN, but he was a good man. He was a really, really good man. And I mean, I left that day and I just thought, oh my gosh, I can't call and say anything to anybody. What am I going to do? How am I going to figure this out? Because I'd already been written up Mm -hmm. because I was just sick, 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 sick every day, every day. Now that I think about it, so was Lisa, my daughter, her first pregnancy up until the day her first son was born. At least I didn't stay sick that entire time, but I ended up in the hospital and had to be hydrated for two days because the nausea was so bad. So they were really on me and they wanted to promote me to commercial leasing at some point. So they had their eye on me because I did fairly well Mm -hmm. at what I did, you know? And back then, like I said, it wasn't, it was frowned upon. Sure. And not being married and pregnant. And I lost my job. 
over the whole situation. And then I thought, what am I really going to do now? And I moved in with my mother and I did find another job through Kelly services because my mother had a friend and I didn't tell that person because I mean, at that point I was about, I went to work at Kelly services about four months pregnant after that incident happened. And I was sent on an assignment to Benny Keith. And I did computerized switchboard scheduling for them with their drivers and everything for all the pubs and clubs and packaging stores is what they called them, like the 7-Elevens and things like that that carried beer. And I, I trained all their people on their computerized switchboard as a dispatcher. And I loved that job. I mean, the people there were so good to me. It was mostly men. Women can be interesting, (laughs) but I was around a bunch of men all the time. And I never said anything about being pregnant until they started asking me. Some of them started asking me out. And then I told them and they still wanted to date me. That was just the craziest thing. I thought (laughs) I'm like, what is wrong with you people? And I mean, I worked there until I went home one day close to Chris's due date And I remember him being, you know, I would go to all of my checkups like you were supposed to and do all that stuff. And he was a breach. And Dr. Hardy just said, we'll have to wait and see if he turns. And I went home one afternoon and I'd started having this really bad pain in my back. But I mean, I sat a lot. Right. And I thought, whew, well, that's weird. That's kind of (laughs) different. And I went home and just, you know, did my things at home. I was living with my mother at the time and that was a joy ride and not. And my brother, Christopher was living there as well because he was going to college. And, um, I, he and I were watching a TV program. It was about between 10 and 1030. And I stood up off the sofa to go to, to the bathroom. And I just felt this gush of wetness between my legs. Water break. Well, that's what I thought. So I went straight to the bathroom. My mother, I went to the first bathroom because it was like heavy. I mean, like, you know, I, something had happened and I had gained 51 pounds when I got pregnant. I weighed 95 pounds. Okay. And I had gained 51 pounds. So I really couldn't see my feet at that point, really. Wow. And so I just, I had on tights and I had a dress because, you know, back then they didn't have cute pregnancy clothes. Right. And you wore tents. That's what you had to wear. Okay. (laughs) And people still wore pantyhose. Right. Maternity pantyhose. So anyway, she was sitting in the bathtub and she screamed at my sister that was visiting get the phone and call 911. She grabbed my arm and she said, don't sit down. You're bleeding everywhere. They set me down in the hallway. And then here come these paramedics. And I've got one hand in between my legs trying to hold in what's happening. And then the other hand over my forehead 
And I look up and I see these paramedics that are so good looking. I really think it's a thing that you have to be an attractive person to be a paramedic or a firefighter, seriously. (laughs) And I said, oh my gosh, please don't look. And they said, ma'am, I'm sorry, you know, in their Texas jaw, (laughs) but we're going to have to look. And let's just say this, no matter how bad you want to push, don't do it. Okay. And so they put me in the ambulance, determined how far apart the contractions were. And I just kept, and they were only 60 seconds apart. I kept saying, why am I? Why am I? What's going on? Don't worry. We've talked to your doctor. He's on the way to the hospital, blah, blah, blah. Just don't push. Do not push. Whatever you do, no matter how bad you want to, don't push. And you're going to have those pains that come in your back. So I'd gone into labor before I left work. Wow. Okay. Anyway, so Dr. Hardy got there. And and when I got there, I asked the nurses, they wouldn't tell me anything either. Dr. Hardy got there and he took my hand and he said, I'm going to take you back to surgery. Everything's going to be okay. And I said, not without you telling me what's going on. He said, Cinderella, I'm not sure what's going on. He knew exactly what was going on, but he didn't want to tell me because he didn't want to scare me. Right. And I was scared. Remember I said, my girlfriend taught me, I ain't scared. I was scared. So he said, I'm taking you back to surgery and I'll see you in a little bit. And I looked at him and I said, you promise you will see me? And he goes, I promise. And I still get emotional about it because the truth of the matter is I had an abruption. Sorry, listeners. And things could have turned out so much different because my life was at risk. And so was my baby's, Chris. And I can, even when I talk about this, I remember very clearly them coming into recovery and saying, would you like to see your baby boy now? Which obviously was really hard. And he was the most beautiful baby. And I'm not just saying that because he was mine. He was beautiful. He was too pretty to be a boy. And I remember him opening up his hand. And so I stuck my finger in it and he squeezed it so hard. Made it all worth it. Well, I was a mother. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we'll continue on with that. But I remember somebody asking me one time, you know, about my values, about my three pillars of values. And with that being said, and oh, by the way, before I go into that, the paramedics that came and rescued me, Chris ended up serving our country as a scout combat medic. And when he came home, he worked for IMSA for, I think, three, three and a half years before he became a Tulsa firefighter. Isn't that interesting? So you see, that's why I'm saying God has a purpose and a plan for children. And his was to be a healer and a rescuer. Mm-hmm. And that's what he is. But now going back to the three pillars that are so important to me that somebody asked me one time, 
this is what I would say if I had to pick one of the three pillars of values that I'm absolutely committed to, I would have to say family. My most proud accomplishment in my role of being a wife, I know a mom, because I was a mom first, wife, grandparent, and friend. And now I've had the opportunity in hindsight to see the contribution of my role of encouraging mentor, service leader to both my son and daughter that has contributed to their success as adults. And I just told you what my son did. My daughter is a mommy to three, very active, handsome boys. She's a supportive wife. And she just finished her degree while working as an executive assistant to some of the most prominent (laughs) executives in the state of Oklahoma. Both are driven, hardworking, devoted, heart-focused to whatever commitment they take on personally and professionally. I believe everyone has greatness in them. And I'm very passionate about family, about God first, of course but about family, friends, and the golden rule. Do unto others as you'd have them do unto you, you know? So that's what I would say, family. And I believe family has the ability to give birth to greatness individually and as a whole, period. That's why I'm really, one of the reasons that I shared with you that I'm so focused on what needs to be done and some of the areas that need to be focused on. Right. It's It's all because God sees family is the most important thing that there is. Because without family, I mean, what do we have? A bunch of chaos. And that's what we have now. So hopefully, Sandy, you and I together, along with other women, can help change that. Yes. Steer it in a different direction for sure. So anyway, that was pretty tough, but I'm glad I got through it. And I'm sorry for getting all teary and stuff, but no, that's human. That's yes. That's what we do. Yes. I'm very proud of my children. Absolutely. And for every reason you should be. And I didn't realize Chris was a twin. Yes, he he was. Wow. This is so interesting. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great chatting and this is what we do. Yes, it is. And we, you know, anytime that you're ready to join us, we really want you to do that because we want to hear your stories too. And we'll be, we'll, we'll be working on a way to start doing that very shortly. Sandy and I just wanted to get some podcasts out of the way so that we could get more familiar with what we're doing because yes. we didn't really know what we were doing when <laughs> no, we started. But we have learned a lot of great things along the way and have met a lot of great people. And we're very interested in getting it up and running to where we can do live call-ins. We can do Zoom calls. Yeah. Private Zoom calls. Yes. Chat over our Facebook. So until next Tuesday. Like always, it's life, love, and relationships and keeping it real. Yes. We'll see you then. If you enjoyed the show today, share it with your friends so they can listen in to our conversations about life, love, and relationships. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram 
at Cinderella Chats, the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. We look forward to our Tuesdays together and know you will too.